When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Thursday Trust Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Join the conversation on 0499 736 Welcome back, Trot's Life. Toby McKinnon with you. There's still some gremlins in the system, but we power on with Mick Gurdon in our second hour. Mick, mate, how are you and where did we find you today? Hi, Toby. I'm well, thank you, mate. Big hi to all the ECN listeners, whether they're listening on the app or, or direct from the radio around the eastern seaboard of Australia. Mate, I'm in, uh, I'm in Auckland today. I've got um, prepping for some yearling sales for the gallopers. Just doing a bit of prep work for the harness ones too. Just sitting here writing a story about Addington tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. They have a nice mares race on there. I've already done my due diligence and, and waiting to see what happens with the Melton track before I launch into Saturday night there because, of course, um, it's it's a cool meeting there and I'm coming over next week to Melbourne for what will be an even better weekend with the great Southern Star and the Hunter Cup. It seems to have come up very quickly, Toby. In fact, 2023 seems to be going very quickly because every weekend at the moment there seems to be something yeah. major. Uh, the mayor's race over there, it's a bit of, is it a, a, there's some sort of omen Quinella here. Is there all American lover in Manhattan? Can Manhattan turn the tables? Look, I can't. I just, just spoke to Bob Buck. Just got a phone go. 20 yeah. minutes ago. And he did give me a little bit of a, a, a suggestion here for the ECN punters. Yeah. Uh, he thinks Manhattan will lead tomorrow night and he won't be handing really? up to all American lover, which is good. So that's the situation. But he does say, he did say that Kelly's Delight, who's number seven, this is a race at Addington tomorrow night. We'll get to Melton shortly. Um, he said that Kelly's Delight's improved and will be a really good place chance. Now, depending where you shop, you're getting 2.5, 2.6 for Kelly's Delight to run top three in this race. And it could well be in the trail, which is what we all love. So, long story short, Addington tomorrow night, Manhattan to lead and potentially win. It doesn't need to if you're on Kelly's Delight because Kelly's Delight top three is around 2.5, 2.6. He said there's been vast improvement in her since the last time they all raced. And he thinks from seven, she can get a cross hand up to the stable mate and give herself a chance. So that's fresh off the press, as they say. Blair Orange in the card. He, he won a decent race sometime recently, hasn't he? Um, yeah, he won a race last week. I think it's a rat. <laughs> Actually, I, I must admit, I, I, Toby, I've got a confession to make. I feel bad telling people this. After the Karaka Million, I went out and had a Saturday night out last week with some mates. Actually, some of my harness racing mates. Yeah. Had a couple of jars with them, so I actually didn't see the Ballarat Cup live. I, I was about 10 minutes late to the party, and look, I wasn't in the best shape. I wasn't by any means drunk, but I had a couple. So I had to watch it about three times again on Sunday to work out what had happened. And I tell you what, <laughs> I still can't work out what happened, because I still can't work out 
what happened to Major Maestro. I've got no idea what's happened to Rock and Roll Do. Um, it was the copy that thing didn't shock me, as we discussed on the show last week. Yeah. If it leads, it's a very, very good horse. But man, there were some runs in that race where I'm like, what actually happened to it? And I, I still don't think I know now, even that I'm totally 100% sober. Well, oh, it was a funny old night because mm-hmm. every every horse that got to the front uh, won all nine races. So they weren't all every leader off the gate, but, you know, Just Believe bullied its way to the front and Chinese Whisper bullied its way to the front. But once those horses got to the front, they're all too quick over the last 600. And it's pretty important at Ballarat. It, it's got a tight last bend and then a long straight. And if you're out wide or back in the field, it's very hard to make ground there. That's why I thought the run of Old Town Road was pretty good. Yeah. I'm not trying to be all Kiwi-ish about it. But, you know, he did... He, when you're following Rock and Roll Do, you expect yourself to be dragged into the race, and obviously he wasn't. And he's had to come wide, and very good horses got underneath him uh, and, and you know, did a good job. But, yeah, I, I thought he was really good. And, look, if you put Old Town Road in the trail behind the right horse next week in the Hunter Cup, and there's not many ways you could probably get there. But if he did get there... Um, he can win a Hunter Cup. I'm not saying he will. I'm not saying people should be jumping on it for $10. But he's the horse last week who caught my eye. Copy that did what I expect Copy that to do. And in some regards, so did Honolulu Bay, who looked really good. But, you know, when you cut through the pack, sometimes that can be a little bit exaggerated, maybe suggesting that the best version of Honolulu Bay is when he doesn't have to work too hard early. So I thought it was really intriguing, but probably more for the horses that... I don't want to be on, and and I'm a huge rock and roll do fan. When you and I spoke three months ago, uh, just after the Victoria Cup, I was absolutely convinced he was the best horse in Australasia. I'm not saying he's not anymore, but I think he's lost his way, and I'm not not sure what that's about. Whether his confidence got dented in New Zealand, whether there's a small issue there, whether he's just going for a mental phase where he's all over the place, I don't know, and I'm not pretending I know. But at the moment... You couldn't take six dollars about him to win a hunter cup because he doesn't look like a hunter cup would have well, what about a cooter? so old town road's ten dollars for the hunter cup and a cooter's eleven. Yeah, well, mate, I'm I've got more chance of getting <laughs> pregnant than a cooter has of turning up for the hunter cup. <laughs> like, I actually thought it the other day, I, was, I stopped caring about this about three or four years ago because I used to text Adam Hamilton who on close mates with and say, Mate, what is going on here? You blokes, because he's doing good the TRB. You blokes have got this horse in the race. I've seen horses in Marcus before who are dead. And I don't mean to be horrible by saying that, but it's actually true. Horses have died and remained in markets. Akuta's in the market for the Hunter Cup. Akuta hasn't raced or trialled for close enough to eight weeks. And it is zero chance. Zero chance of turning up in the Hunter Cup. And it's still $11. Now, you and I discussed this about a month ago when we said this is a red flag market. We said to people, this, 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 and this won't be going. I spoke to Luke McCarthy at length on one of my other radio shows on Monday, and Luke McCarthy said, look, we're not saying expensive ego's not going, but he's probably not going. And it's $6. Um, I'm not even sure Rock and Roll is going to turn up there, Toby. So I reckon there's some giant holes in this market. And I think we were tipping copy that. And again, it's not a Kiwi thing. It's a class thing. Um, we were tipping copy that about $8 about a month ago. Mm. He'd be relatively happy to be on the $8 now because if he draws the front line to lead, and yes, he has no stable mates and therefore there's no favours for him, 
But if he draws the front line to lead, he's going to be awfully hard to beat um, in the Hunter Cup next week. Now, I need to ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the story with the Melton track? I know they've refurbished it. I mean, what are you hearing? Is it going to be good to go for this week? And more importantly, is it going to be good to go for next week? Because I think futures punters probably need to know that too. Uh, look, I heard a lot last night. I was at Kilmore. Um, I heard that it it would be a miracle if they got it back for this weekend. And then Tim O'Connor told us today it's a dollar oh two to race this weekend. So uh, the truth's probably somewhere there in between, Mick. But they did a resurface where they take the sand off and just put new fresh sand on top. Uh, Chris Alford drove on it on Friday night and said the track was terrible. There was something wrong with it. They've peeled the sand back to have a look, and there's some issues underneath the sand. Now, uh, I think they, the, they've been hampered. Then there was a storm come over on Wednesday and dropped eight mil of rain on the track, which, you know, when you, <laughs> it's the last thing they would have wanted at that time. So I think that would have would have hampered them a bit, but I think there's some heavy machinery getting in there uh, I don't know all this for fact, but yeah, there's some heavy machinery getting in there and ro- and trying to roll the track down and just harden the base up a little bit after it's after it's been exposed. Look, that's a pretty good report. Um, I've got no idea what's going to happen next. I'm not going to pretend I do, but, but it, it's it's odd. To, now, my natural instinct is to say, why the hell did they do this now? But I will say this. Addington do the same thing every year about three weeks out from cup time. They basically yeah, resurface the track and put on about a – this sounds ridiculous, but this is what they tell me, so I'm, I believe it's true. They put on like 50 truckloads of stuff. Yeah, that'd be it right. sounds like a lot, but anyway, they tell me that's true, and I'm not going to say the line. Um, and it seems to work. Addington races beautifully every year on cup day. So I'm not saying the timing was wrong. Yes, weather doesn't help. Yes, sometimes these things don't tell you way they want them to, but – yeah, I mean, the timing couldn't really be worse, could it? So, so what they do, they put fresh sand on, which is actually graded to s- specific amounts. So there's a specific amount of sand that would be 8 mil grain, uh, specific amount that's 6 mil, and specific amount that's 4 mil. Now, as horses stand and race on that sand, it, it crushes it down, you know, to almost zero and 1 mil over time. So they take all that zero and 1 mil uh sand off and they put all fresh sand on at the right at the exact specific gradients or or sizes to create the premium type of track so that's why they do it about three weeks out and and you're right that's what melton would have been doing and for whatever whatever reason something's happened in that process that that's just caused the track to, to need a little bit more remedial work so Oh, the big thing, the whisper I heard last night that it'd be transferred to Ballarat, but I can't see how it could be transferred to Ballarat with no sprint lane. I would have thought Bendigo or Geelong would be would be more in the running because they're more like for like, if that makes sense. And to be honest, I don't. I'm not that worried about this Saturday. It is a lead-up meeting. I, I get yeah, that. But yeah. Obviously, next weekend's a huge deal. I mean, you know, the, the Great Southern Stars, the biggest trotting race in Australasia. The Hunter Cup's one of the biggest races in Australasia. Yeah, it's you know you you want these things at Melton and there's you know little and hospitality and all the things and just basically people who live in Melbourne or surrounding areas to go I would go to Melton, but I can't really go to the rat or I can't go um, you know travel reasons. So yeah, the sooner we get this clarified, the better. Um, the racing itself is going to be really good. I mean, good talk to Phil Williamson this week about 
taking Majestic Man, who we, we flagged on the show again a month ago, was coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he said, look, he said, you know, we thought it was a good idea to go because the other three Kiwis aren't going. He said, but after watching Just Believe last week, he's the horse to beat. He's the beast horse in this series, for want of yep. a better word, yep. because he just kept on improving. And I can't argue with him. I've been enormously impressed by what I've seen from Just Believe since he's joined their stable. I'm not saying they've improved him much. Maybe he's got better with age, but he's a really good horse. And I think he's at least can piss those big three from New Zealand. And that's not being arrogant because obviously he's already beaten Bolt for Brilliance and into Dominion. Whether that was the best version of Bolt for Brilliance, I guess we'll never know. But uh, yeah, he's the horse to beat. He's actually $4 for the Great Southern Star. Look at Alfred Estioso gets in front of him. He can beat him, but he can also make a very strong case that he got in front of him during the Inter-Dominions and couldn't beat him. So I think just believe it, $4, with the caveat, of course, that he might actually draw the front line at the final. I think that's very fair. I'll give you one for the great Southern star. Chinese whisper. I was at Hamilton, galloped out hopelessly, was ran enormous sectionals, Went to Ballarat over the mile, trotted away, and just did it with ease last week. I just, I just, there's something about Chinese whisper that is he still ODM? Yeah, but I don't think that would worry him. He can get through to a final of a Great Southern Star, and he may be back in the draw by then. But I just, the way he's been going, his sectionals at Hamilton were off the charts. Mick, he is a horse at fifty to one. I backed him. I backed him to win ten thousand in the. Consolation race into the million trotting grand final night. Oh. Couldn't have been happier. Tipped into the world. Adele galloped out in front of him and flattened him. And I thought, that's what happened to your ODM. <laughs> Bad things happen to you. <laughs> well, the Great Southern Star will be a restricted size field. So there's eight, is it? No, there's 10 in it, I reckon, from memory. So, no, I think uh, at 50 to 1, if, if you ask me to find a horse in all those future markets at, at big value that could win, and and definitely you'd be looking more each way, but he is absolutely fine. That horse, I reckon. Yeah, no, he's very very fast horse. I yeah, agree correct. with you. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun next week. Looking forward to that. Um, looking forward to getting across there. Looking forward to being part of the Trots Vision coverage. I was really proud of what Ryan was able to put together. Um, for Inter Dominion time, it was really cool. I mean, obviously a lot of other people work on it, but Ryan's in charge of it, and and that'll be on Racing dot com next week. You know, so that's that that's a pretty good thing for the industry. And then the question is, Toby, and I've had a few people ask me about this this week. I've had a few people say, "Are you able to go to Sydney to cover the Miracle Mile?" Which I would like to do. But if you take what the Hunter Cup night's going to look like and what the Inter Dominions look like, and then you say, "Can we go back to normal?" Sky racing coverage every Saturday night for mm. I don't know six months. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know because most of the majority of the major races away from Victoria and heading into Queensland and then the Inter Dominion. Just a really interesting thing for the harness racing industry to talk about. And I suggested this ten years ago to Adam Hamilton. We were sitting by a pool on holiday. I said. The thing that New Zealand gets right, which unfortunately has since got wrong, but Australia's got wrong for a long time, is not covering its major harness races as well as it can. And that's been extended this week with the cancellation of the long-time show in the gig. Now, what they're saying is because I've been on the gig a hundred times. I mean, it, it's a good show. You need a harness show. And all of a sudden, if you don't have these ring-fenced Saturday nights with you know, not exclusive coverage, but bulk coverage of your harness racing. If you have it on Trot's Vision, then you don't have it for the Inter-Dominions or the Miracle Mile. They start to look like inferior race meetings because most people digest their racing via the television. That's how most people 
Mm. Keep Harness Racing. Mm. There might be 200,000 people or 100,000 people watching on a good race night, but there's only two or three hours on the track. And I, I would like to see the three major states, and you include WA, but it's in a different time zone, obviously, get together and say, look, for this meeting, into the Minions, for the Winter Carnival, for the Miracle Mile, we're going to have the same level of coverage and work together on this. Because what we're going to see next week is an outstanding level of coverage, not because I'm on it, but I'm just talking about somebody who doesn't want television, an outstanding level of coverage for the Hunter Cup. But when you get to the Miracle Mile, what a lot of people don't realise is, is many of the people you're used to seeing on television aren't allowed to be part of the Miracle Mile coverage. Yeah. Adam Hamilton can't be there. Jason Bonington can't be there. To a degree, Gareth Hall can't be there because they work for rival companies. Yeah, yeah. And, and once you start doing it, all rival betting firms, then you start saying, well, who's going to host all this stuff? So it's really interesting because I don't want to see, I love the Miracle Mile. It's my favourite Australian race. I don't want to see the Miracle Mile be an inferior brand. And I'm not talking because of the people, but eventually you just run out of people. There's not that many people who do this for a job. Uh, and also the Inter-Dominions in Queensland. I mean, you can't say to Brittany you can host and be the second chair and also be on the track. So I think it's a really interesting thing. And it's one thing if someone said, give me a quick fix for Australian harness racing. Well, the two quickest fixes I would give for Australian harness racing is somebody who spends a lot of time there at this. Get your television coverage right. And obviously reducing restrictions on punters. The days of obviously people being able to have $100 on something, they get 2.5 rather than having, if they want to, $1,000 is crucial because I reckon that totally stymies the game. And if you could fix those two things in Australian harness racing, Toby, people may still choose not to watch, but at least they would have the option to watch a quality product and have a bet on it. And I think if you can't fix those two things, competing against the giant behemoth of the Gallops who have people at Packenham last night and people at every meeting and interviews mm, all the mm, time, mm. you just can't beat them when you've only got one person on track for group one nights. And I, I'm really worried about the heading forward because I've been part of both sides of the equation and I'm worried that next week will be really cool and then in a month's time we'll have a miracle mile and people will go, okay, that, that wasn't quite as big as what I thought it would be. Yeah, I'm hearing you, but there's a lot behind the scenes behind that with Sky Racing and contracts and et cetera. So Mate, be a, fair I, I bit totally, done, I totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. So, all right, Mick, we've got to get going to an ad break, mate. Uh, thanks for coming you on. Are you maybe in studio next week? Is that a possibility? I'll give you 11 o'clock. If, look, if you supply free food, as a chance. Yep, all right. Well, whatever the case, we'll be talking to you somehow next week. Cheers, mate. Good on you, Mick. There's Mick Goulin, our Kiwi correspondent. Always great to have Mick on.